everybody. Welcome to the Writer Chick. Warning y'all now, there's going to be some minor language in this. So if that bothers you, then I'm sorry. And if not, then feel free to listen on. I'm back, bitches. Welcome back to the Writer Chick podcast. And today I have a very special guest. Do you want to introduce yourself? Do I? I mean, you kind of you have to introduce yourself. I have yourself? to. Well, yes. Hello, um, my name is John. I'm Kayla's boyfriend. Of course, that's the. <laughs> In relation to you, that's how I have to start it. Fine. Anyway, um, you can tell him that you're a published author. That's a good one to start with. I mean, I guess so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a self-published author. I write um, fantasy fiction, mainly of the anime-inspired variety. I have a self-published book out right now called Gorgon the Crimson Witch. And I have a second book out on the way. If you're into anything action-related, then the book is definitely for you. You can find it on Amazon or follow me on IG at OmniWrites, and you can find everything there. That was great. I tried my best. I love that. (laughs) All right, so now you know who he is. I've mentioned him previously, but now I finally got him on here. Took her forever. Uh, yeah, mostly because of school and jobs and whatever. So I'm alive, thank God. But anyway, so we're just here to just shoot the shit. You know, we're just here to talk. Do you want to talk about the reading? Because I know we just finished watching that movie. Oof. And if you guys want us to watch it yourself, go on BET. It's great. BET, or you can access it through Amazon Prime. Right. But, but you, you have can, to have it. You have to, yeah, it's weird. Anyway. It's so stupid, but anyway. Um... Should I start off with the premise or should I get straight into my opinion? I say, say we'll start off with the premise and okay. then we got to warn people that there's spoilers ahead. So if you want to avoid that, then you might want to skip ahead. But Honestly, I forgot how the movie started. But I know. You go first. What do you mean? The main pre- Okay, so the main premise of the movie is that it's about this lady whose whole family got murdered. And then the psychic comes in to kind of like bring her some level of peace or whatever. And then stuff just kind of hits the fan from there. That's the best way I can describe it. Without spoilers, yeah. Without spoilers, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's... uh, Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What's your thoughts on it? That movie was kind of (laughs) bad. What? It was kind of bad. I mean, okay. I mean, it's bad. It's bad. It's funny. It's funny. It's funny. It's funny. It's it's not incoherent, but... Did you say incoherent? Yes. Hear it. Hear what? (laughs) Hear me, hear me. Anyway. uh, (laughs) But no. Because that ending left a bad taste in my mouth. That's mainly. what I'm saying. Because, like, it started off great. Yeah, the opening the opening scene was pretty good. Um, with... Okay, this is actually a legitimate question. Well, not even question, but, like, interesting thing to talk about. The opening scene is, you know, you meet um, Monique and the rest of her family or whatever. Yeah. She's making dinner. The white man husband is in there on the phone or whatever. You got the uh, two kids, homegirls on the phone, the little babies in the bath without supervision, mind you. Problem number one. I thought the kid um, was, like, old, though. He's, they... like, what? Four, he's, maybe? Four? I thought he was older than that. Look, he was no taller than maybe two feet. Okay, I guess that's he was valid. a little boy. He was a little baby. He was a little baby. That's anyway, a valid point. And then these four strangers come out of nowhere, just pack everybody up, including Monique, or so we think. Or so we thought. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, okay, who are these guys? And then it transitions to years later. Monique is fucked up. Right. 
she's fucked up and she's apparently released the whole story of how she survived and everything on a book so immediately at least for me that was a red flag because i'm like okay she got her fingers cut off and this beat down and everyone else was murdered but she survived how there were four of them what was their motive blah 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 all that right so while i was wondering that we were getting introduced to the um i'm gonna just call her psychic girl yeah, Psychic Girl and her band of misfits. There we go. Perfect. Yeah. That's a great name for it. Right. Them motherfuckers, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a filter, by the way. I neither do I, clearly. I do on my page, but not here. You're welcome. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, the middle part's a bit of a blur. I Not gonna lie. Well, it wasn't middle, just murder, low-key, like, for the most part? No, I mean before the twist. Oh. Before the twist. Oh, the kids were... Apparently they do this psychic reading with a uh, psychic girl all the time, but they be they be trying to get into your pockets, right? That was their whole thing, especially boyfriend. They use her ability to talk to spirits to try to get some money out of folk. They're trying to, you know, get the bag or whatever. Low-key scheming. And they found out about Monique and her story and they were like, "Oh, let's do a reading for her and See if we could get a couple a couple um, bands out of this. Like they try to get a thousand out of her. I thought it was more than a thousand. I thought it was like a hundred thousand. Damn, really? Yeah, that was a lot of money. They were trying to get the bag. Yeah, for real. Rich lady, all that. They were trying to get the bag. They pulled up on her and they was you know doing the doing thing. Doing they, doing they, little juju, little juju, whatever. And after psychic sis got in touch with the spirits of her dead family. You know, everybody started freaking the fuck out. And then Monique started locking the doors. And everybody, like, what the hell going on? She got a whole security system. We're spoiling the whole movie. I don't care. Well, uh, like, oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Spoilers. Uh, spoilers. Sorry. Yeah, spoilers <laughs> from this point on. If I mean, there were spoilers already. But, like, definitely from this point on, there are big spoilers for this. So, if you haven't seen the movie and you want to, I recommend skipping ahead. You're, you're editing this, right? Yeah, yeah. Cool, yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um... Yeah, Monique locked them all in with her security system and the boyfriend like, hey, yo, what's what's going on? He gets shot, right? And now she like, turns out that she was the one who murdered her whole family. Like, like Uchiha style murdered all the things. <laughs> no, like, yeah, like for real, for real. There is, there is one scene I want to talk about. Wait, which scene in particular? It's It was the whole um, sort of seance scene specifically when oh with her bone cracking doing the <laughs> you know looking like she a damn contortionist <laughs> that but specifically the tail end when the little boy possessed her oh yeah yeah so there was a part where she where psychic sis before the twist happened psychic sis connected to all of monique's dead uh family members again right this time did a full connection and she was essentially reliving their last moments. And at first it seemed a little weird because she embodied uh, Monique's husband. And he was talking about the lack of, um, they, he was trying to get some financial, Money, I think yeah, that. some financial feel, um, financial deal done. And that fell through. And I'm like, okay, that's a little something. And then she gets to the daughter and then she gets to the little boy. Right. And it's clear from the first two that okay when she transitions like she's sort of feeling how they died right or at least you could tell this by the um sound sound score oh, yeah the sound effects because first it was the, yeah. the, you know, the axe slamming or at least that's what the skull. subtitle said the subtitles well, yeah. literally say it you know 
And when it came to little boy, little boy was like, mommy, right? And I'm like, wait a minute. The little boy was in the bath, right? Yeah, he was in the bath. And then seconds later, there's water dripping out of her mouth. Well, because she was As if he was drowned. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that was my dead, that was a dead giveaway that, wait, how did he see his mom before Oh, I didn't even gather that. Right. That's how it clicked before she pulled out the Blicky, a homeboy, that I was like, oh, "Oh, wait, no, she's the one who did it because he saw his mom before she... she, Well, why would they give it away that quick? Because the movie's bad. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, you know what? Now that you said that, yeah, yeah, I wonder why they gave it away so easy. But I guess most people probably, like me at least, wasn't paying attention. Wasn't paying attention? Yeah, no, because I remember when we saw it... What was it last week? And I first saw the water coming out of her mouth. I'm like, okay, it just switched to his death. But why did he say mommy? Because I was like, at first I thought that the little baby boy was trying to talk to Monique directly. Yeah. Like possessing her right now. And he's like, oh, mommy, it's you again, blah, blah, blah. But it was weird because he said, what are you doing, mommy? And I'm like, what the fuck? And then you see the water. I'm like, wait. Right? Yeah. But in retrospect, it's like, oh, no, that was his moments before he Die. Poor baby was drowned in that the poor child. You know how sick in the head you gotta be to kill your kids? And not give a fuck. Right. Just stone faced. She was a crazy, crazy son of a bitch. Anyway, the movie's pretty bad. I mean, it's, it's still okay. <laughs> it's funny, it's, but it's bad. If you're looking for a good plot, good story, I wouldn't recommend nah. it. But if you're looking for a funny laugh, definitely up your alley. Yeah, no, it's definitely fun. It's fun. Up until the ending with Psychic girl. You take the lead because if I not do it, I'm gonna fighting correctly. I'm gonna fucking. <laughs> okay, so there was a scene like kind of later towards the end where Psycho Girl and her friend were trying to fight off Monique's ass. Well, Emma in the damn. Oh movie. yeah, that was her name. Yeah, it was named Emma, but I only know it's Monique. I ain't gonna hold you. Is, wait, is that her name really in real life? I gotta go. Monique? Is it? I mean, that might be a stage that I don't. A y'all, is her name Monique or not? Uh, yeah, let me know. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, okay. I'm gonna say the character name because I'm pretty sure I'm saying the actress's name wrong. But anyway, Miss Emma was getting bodied by these two. And right as she's about to go stab the friend, Psychic Girl's just watching her die. She ain't even trying to tackle her. And she had more than enough opportunities to tackle her and fight her. I mean, she was a big bitch, but like, you, y'all could have y'all did it. You know, Yo, y'all could tag team. They could have tag team. Yeah, no, they they were trying to, but psychics just got like. <sighs> she's so. That girl is like one hundred and ten pounds wet. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, seriously. <sighs> no, she was the most weak protagonist I've ever seen in my life. Okay, there's here's the thing about psychics. Is we're gonna we're gonna do a little bit of a character study here. Oh, beautiful! This um, is his little writer brain is coming out now. Officially. So, and film analysis self. A little bit, a little bit. A little I, I bit. Dabble. Um, dabble. So, Psychic Sis, she's a very empathetic person. And it's clear in some aspects that she cares more about the fate of her friends and the people around her and even the people that are already gone more than herself or specifically more than the situation. So, in a sense, she becomes very passive throughout the story. Um, for example, right, when Monique was going on her monster rampage through the house, um, and pretty much picking off the kids one by one, she's with her boyfriend, who, mind you, has a bullet hole in him, because he was the first one shot. And they heard that a few other people got shot, and the boyfriend was trying to develop some type of plan or strategy for them to get out immediately. 
And she, rather than trying to cooperate with him, or at least feel a sense of urgency, is boohoo crying, understandably, mind you, about if her friends might have gotten put on yeah. a t-shirt. Yeah. You know? That was initially frustrating, even though I understand, because of the situation, like, okay, you're scared, you're terrified, you are being hunted by a big mean black lady <laughs> who knows the whole house. You don't. You locked in. There's really no way out, right? So I can imagine anyone, like, freaking the fuck out, especially after white boy, because, like, that man was tripping over his own feet. Like, it, Poor dude. He really was trying. Yeah, like, that was bad. Um, but later on to add on to it later on as kayla described there was a point where it was her and her other girlfriend right because boyfriend at this point he's he's gone he's yeah he's, he's, he's done done deal dead dead yeah <laughs> six feet under right looking like swiss cheese stop it <laughs> he was that boy got swiss shot so many times yo she like <laughs> she like just eyes closing and thinking about it yeah the, the the snake eyes was that was embarrassing like yeah, that's, like, a, oh that's a real pussy-ass way to die, you know? Right. Her friend, her friend arguably has way more agency than her. Oh, hands down. Because her friend was actually, one, doing shit, and two, coming up with a plan. Like, they went into the closet to get more layering. Because at this point, the big lady only has a gun. I mean, excuse me, only Not has a, a knife. Gun, yeah. Um, so they're like, okay, let's layer up just in case, like, we get cut or whatever. It's, it's better than what we got. It ain't shit, but it's better than what we got, right? And she's like, okay, we gonna pull up and we're gonna jump her. Like, there's two of us, there's one of her. If we play our cards right, we can, you know, we can whoop her big ass. And psychic sis is falling apart. She can't hold herself together. You know? I could tell when it came down to it, she was gonna fold. And she did. Yeah, that's pretty And to make things worse, and I hate when movies, specifically horror movies, I hate when movies do this. When the hero is about to pull out the final whether it's the hero or the final girl in this case it's the final girl when the final girl is about to pull out the game winning move she starts to monologue and say (laughs) either the villain monologues or the hero monologues either way they're both bad i just hate monologues because it's literally just a way to one pause the action and get more lines out and two from literal standpoint it causes the killer to hesitate and i'm like because the way i went bat bat anyway is it wouldn't, right. you wouldn't even finish your sentence like right. i'm not sitting here listening to you babble. because she's three feet away you were not gonna miss right right she had she has a knife you have a gun there should have been no conversation at all but you know it's a movie so <laughs> you have to bear that well, in mind. Well, then again, too. I think she was trying to stall because she was trying to reach for the gun, which was like really, really horrible. Right. No, I get she might trying, have been to, trying to stall. Right. I get trying to stall. So if if you're trying to stall as a character, that makes sense. But your opponent doesn't have to let you because Monique could have easily pounced on her and stabbed her before she even got Low the key. She really could have been to that. Like, she didn't even have to wait. But then again, her character, she liked that little She liked to play for it. Yeah, yeah. That was Which a lot of, that's how a lot of horror movies build their um, it's a cat villains and, and monsters and shit. And sometimes it's like, okay, you it's can like, kind of be compelling. It's like sometimes it's cool, but every once in a while, can we just have a villain who's just like bat bat and don't care? Right, Some who handles their, I mean, business, you, know? you don't want it to be to the point where there's no way to fucking beat them. Yeah, then it's just like, okay, that's just right. not you. Because watch. if you... Are we going to do power scaling right now? I guess what? so. What is, wait, whoa, what? 
power scaling. What, what is, explain, please. If you make your antagonist too powerful, then your reader or watcher will have to suspend their disbelief so much oh, that it if the protagonist overcomes it. Oh. Because it's like, oh, well, how are they going to beat them? But then you actually sit and think about it, like, how did, did they, they beat, beat them? Because then it's like, that doesn't make sense. That's not realistic. Right. So then now you're just like, I don't even want to watch it anymore. Or right. Or you just be like, Oh, that's bullshit. Yeah, it's BS, and then you're pissed off. Because so, that, that's okay. how I felt about this. Because I'm like, okay, I get it. Monique's own, I would say arrogance, but she was just having fun, let's be real. Got in her own way, which wasn't the lesson of the movie at all, mind you. But yeah, no, um, the protagonist was very... Bland, at best. Bland as fuck, yes. I get her kind nature coming back to bite her, because that was established from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. But when you really sit and think about it, what the fuck did she do? She just sat, cried, and... She cried and got half of her friends killed. She, right, and then because shot the lady in the she watched, Especially, because I'm, I'm still mad about that last scene. She watched her <laughs> friend get stabbed. Like, she... Monique is fighting to stab her friend at any point. Psychic sis could have tackled her because she's sitting on the stairs watching. And then as her friend's getting stabbed, she runs away upstairs. I'm like... Like, you don't even try Are to you going to go back to hide? You're not going to stop your friend from getting stabbed? Like, that would have pissed me off in the spirit world. Do you understand the way Bro, I... if have... I was... Look, if, if somebody had me at knife point and I see you on the stairs watching me and not helping me, best believe I'm haunting your ass. Oh, yeah. First chance I get. Yeah. Like, because... Lights flickering and be like, remember what you did, bitch? And then just throw right, a knife like, at you. Why, like, like it's, it's just like that Caleb City B. Why are you just standing there? <laughs> like, no, for real. <laughs> Help. Help me. Help, Help me. me. <laughs> Help me. Oh God. <laughs> okay, so what would you rate the movie out of ten? No. Out of ten? Out of ten, yeah. Five. Okay, I was gonna just give from it a narrative five. standpoint, five. From a it's humor all... standpoint, like six. seven. I was about to say seven. Because it's like there were some funny lines. No, Monique. Let's be real. Monique carried the movie. She low key. She did. carried Without the her, bro. Mm, no. That movie would have been ass. Right. Like I was gonna say, if it was a white lady, but we might have. <laughs> No, because you know, because you know, there's a lot of white movies like like that. There's a lot of white. I'm so sorry to the Caucasians who listen to me. They all on my page. (laughs) (laughs) They're all on. I love y'all, by the way. Yeah, same. same. I love you. Love you guys to death. Yeah, y'all are very supportive. (laughs) Okay, let's see. Should we talk about writing? If you want, wait a bit. Uh, okay, what's like one piece of advice you give to somebody who's starting out? Who's just starting out? Yeah. You asked me this before. When? I Okay, well, you page. need... Uh, that's ironic. Right. But <laughs> go ahead and just tell the people. Let me think. Just from a writing standpoint, are we talking about getting into publishing? I just want to be clear before I pick something. We can do both. But you can start with just writing in general and then publishing. I mean, you want to stay consistent for one. As someone who's going through this right now, if you fall off, it's hard to get back on. It kind of is, yeah. Read your stuff out loud after you write it. That's a good tip. Because for the life of me, as someone who's done this and then published it before, (laughs) you will type something and you, even after going through edits and everything, you're like, okay, this makes sense. This is right. And this is personal experience. And then you self-publish it on Amazon, right? You get a physical copy of your book or someone else gets your book and they're like, oh, I like it, but I found all these errors and you're thinking, oh, it's fine. Maybe it's just a formatting issue. And then you read it and you're like, hmm, 
this word doesn't exist. Wait, you or, did that? Which word was it? I don't remember, but I do, I also, I, what I do remember was, and I remember the exact chapter, chapter 12. God. <laughs> no. Was it 12? It was 12, yeah. Chapter 12, line one. The first three words of that paragraph were all one word. And when I saw, and this is after a second update to the manuscript. And when I saw that, I was like, well, what did I pay my proofreader for? Because what, or my formatter, because it was a formatting issue for that specifically. Because I'm like, what the hell is that? So, even while you're writing, or when you get into publishing, you have your final copy and everything, it's a pain in the ass, read it out loud. At every step of the way, read it out loud. Make sure what you're reading makes sense and flows. Or get it later if you don't. Yeah, that's facts. I've done that too. Especially if you gotta pay for it. Oh god. I remember Set Me Free. I think I um there's a couple errors in there. I I can't remember specifically where they're at, but there's definitely a couple errors in there that I was like, Oh god, why did I not catch this? I was very angry. And I went back through it a few times. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I do agree. That's a great tip for new writers. Good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Good job. See for I me. I swear to God. <laughs> I did this to him all the time. Um, for me, I probably have already said this before on some level. I think I think one of mine was read. That was mine. You should always read, especially in the genre that you're mm-hmm. writing, because you yes. need to know what to expect. You can learn what to do and what not to do. And you can see how different other people's writing styles in comparison to your own and kind of like blend the two. Mm-hmm. Not, not to copy, but more to expand you know or experiment right or experiment you know that's what i'm doing with mine um because as you guys know i'm reading the romance book i haven't touched it in months but that's not the point here Mm. (laughs) but in the interim while i'm in school and i'm doing other stuff i've been reading romance books and i've started to pick up on the things that i like and don't like in romance books and the things i want to include and not don't want to include in mine so it's research think of it like that if you're the type of person who hates to read but you like to write think of reading as research you don't got to think about it as like, oh, God, I'm having to sit and dig through. No, think of it as a way to understand how to craft your story in a way that makes sense for your readers and makes it enjoyable for them. Can I add on to that? Yes, of course. Um, Please do. Even if you do um, hate to read. Well, not hate to read, but you don't generally do it enough, like it. Yeah. Right. Definitely read as much as you can, but also pay attention to the stories that you watch. Mm. Whether those TVs, TV shows, movies, anime, the whole nine. Pay attention to those stories, how they work, how they're paced, and specifically, and my personal favorite, the character work. Pay strong attention to those, and that'll take you a long way. That's good. Especially if you're into screenwriting like I am too, that's great. Mm-hmm. Great tip. Beautiful tip. Good. Yeah. I just gave him a high five, if you guys are wondering. I wasn't really prepared. This really was a impromptu type of episode. <laughs> impromptu episode. <laughs> so I wasn't really prepared with questions. Damn, that's insane. Well, you can. Well, you got any that you can think of, or anything you want to talk about in particular? Because I know um, you probably got ideas. I do. We can. Because hmm. I was just thinking about one um, a minute ago. Ooh, spell. What is it? I want to talk about any th- a three-day romance or anything under that. 
Oh, romance that goes way too fast. See, mine did that. <laughs> yeah, but yours is actually good. No, that's different. That's different. That's different. Um, or let me be more specific. Love at first sight. Okay, yeah, that shit's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you. That, that I hate that. And too. I don't even read romance, but whenever I see it, I immediately go, "Why?" Or, well, this one's more relevant to something I watched recently. A romance forced with no chemistry. Oh, God. Do you know what I'm referencing right now? Which one? Could you guess? Oh, Sasuke and Takara? Hell no. Oh, my God. Well, that's, no, that's just forced. That's just toxic. Yeah, that's toxic. Yeah, I hate we'll, toxic We will pit a pit on that. We will get yeah, to we're, that. We're, we're going to get to that. We're coming back. The shoot, I, went, I was like, you were very unpleasant. And I'm like, I hope this isn't... Actually, you know what? Speaking of that, you know another thing I absolutely hate? Go for it. When books or TV shows don't portray mental illness correctly. Specifically in you, where the stupid bipolar storyline. I don't feel that was portrayed correctly, nor was it set up correctly in order to make it make sense. Talk about it. Like, it pissed me off so bad because I felt like it was just a cheap way to get him out of what he had done. It would have been more impactful if he would have gotten consequences for the actions that he faced. Which... You almost never happen. Which, which is the problem with the show is that he never faces any repercussions for anything he does. Right, and and, and it f- doesn't make sense. Like, and and even if he didn't, you should at least set up that somebody is looking for him. In fact, they were going into my second pet peeve, or it's not even a trope; it's just a pet peeve with stories in general. Beautiful. Go ahead. De- developing characters backwards, <sighs> or retroactive continuity for character writing specifically. Get into it. Today's Joe is an example. Beautiful. If you haven't seen season four, one, don't. Two, <laughs> spoilers ahead. So for the past few seasons, Joe has been trying to be a better person and leave his past behind him. He went to, where the fuck was he? London? Yeah, it was London. He went to London to start over after the whole Marianne thing went awry. Right. And you find that out in the first few episodes, what happened with it, with that, right? So, it seemed like he was being framed for murders of people that he was close with um, in London. They're not, they're not interesting. But um, it seemed like he was genuinely trying to clear his name and trying his damnedest not to hurt or kill anyone, right? So, it was definitely setting up something like he's trying to leave that part of his past behind him. And whoever the antagonist is, is trying to get him to be like, hey, no, this is what you are. You should be this. Like, you should be a murderer, a psychopath, a killer, a sociopath. That's what you are. Only it turns out he was fucking goleming the whole time. <laughs> because it was actually him. And the other guy who we thought it was was a figment of his own fucking imagination. And shit like that. So that's where the whole bipolar thing came in, right? And toward the end, when... We're going to just spoil the whole season. It's fine. If you guys don't want the whole season spoiled because you want to put yourself through that torture, then go ahead and skip ahead. But if you don't care and you want a quick, funny rundown, then keep listening. Go ahead. So, Joe tries to fucking kill himself towards the end by jumping off a fucking bridge. And trying to drown himself. And right. And fails miserably. Unfortunately, somebody fucking saved him. You said it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my first thought was, okay, great. He gets to live with the consequences. That's even better. But no, the uh, he tells the love interest everything, tells her the truth, and then she uses money and privilege so that he can get away with everything. And now he's a fully okay with murdering and killing people to get out of shit. Yep, basically. Yeah. So 
the power of white privilege literally saved him. Literally wrote him backwards. And I hate it because I feel like he, as crazy as he is, and even though there really is no form of redemption for him, I felt like he was on a more positive incline as a character, and then they just completely threw away all the development. Yeah, he was definitely going toward a positive change arc, really, since the... Really since... Since season two? Yeah, really since season two, yeah. I would say. Because even in season three, he really didn't kill people. He was more like, love, can you stop? Like, what is wrong with you? Right. Like, what the hell? Because he was face-to-face with his own self, really. Right. Because she was him. Yeah, and he's like, I, this is not what I... This is not what I want, and I never want this to get... He wants to be a teacher. Oh, God, he pulled a Bojack. Oh, God, he pulled a Bojack. <laughs> Holy shit, wait. Holy, wait, wait. But at least Bojack actually faced consequence this is what i'm talking about oh this is what i'm talking about about this go for it go for it is that bojack at least even though he was a fucked up individual across the board if you've seen the show you're gonna understand he at least was facing consequences throughout the entirety of the series even though at first he wasn't eventually he started losing friends he started losing deals he almost lost his life you know Mm -hmm. right he struggled with drug addiction he lost his job he went to prison all of those things turned him into a better individual and even though he didn't have the same circle of people around him it taught him that you know what you can't keep doing shitty things and thinking you can get away with it forever right because eventually it will come back and bite you in the ass it might take a while but it's gonna get there and that's what i liked about the show is that there was consequences for the characters so if you ever write characters who do irredeemable things they have to have some level of consequence they can't get away with everything or even the consequences definitely have to come, but That's what true. I do love about Bojack is he kind of ebbs and flows with yeah, he goes him in trying to do better and then him falling into old habits or things going wrong. He ebbs and flows. And it seemed at first that Joe was going through the same thing. But you know what's crazy is that's accurate of the human experience is that we're going to do that. Right, exactly. Which is what makes those characters, for better or worse, very interesting. And relatable, which is important if you're making characters. They have to be relatable on some level. Right. And for Joe, what made the ending of the latest season so bad was they set up for him to off himself. Because he couldn't lift up himself after everything he did. He realized that, and I hate this message even being put out because it's fucking gross, that he's so ill that he's better off going. Which right? I, yeah, you're right. I didn't think about it like that. Yeah. Like this part of him, because it'll always be a part of him, he has to go. That's the only way to kill it is if he dies with that part of himself. But no, he gets scooped out of the ocean like a fucking fish, resuscitated, and he was like, here's some money. Kill whoever you want. Remember that little kid? Well, fuck her and fuck her friend. Fuck her over, put her in jail. She'll take the fall for everything. You like kids? Well, too bad. Oh, that's another thing. Uh, You know how Joe liked to take care of the younger generation? Yes. Yes. For once, not in a weird way. He, you know, he was a troubled kid right he's a troubled kid who's trying to save people who went through what he went through because he he on some level i think he wishes he had somebody who saved him right and so he wants to be that person for them so it makes sense it's stupid that he would have did that to somebody that young he wouldn't yeah, that normal because, joe wouldn't have did that right he would have he would have put it on an adult or something before he did it to a kid right because she um 
she had a lot going for her. She was a smart kid. She mm-hmm. was in college. She was doing what she was doing. And yeah, she, but she started to catch on to she started to catch everything. On. That was and she was the ideal one, I suppose, to put the fall on. But the fact that he was so nonchalant about it and then killed her fucking friend. Yeah, that was terrible. I was like, really, Joe? Like, right. out of everything you could have did? And then says, like, oh, she's going to... She basically took the fall. That mother... She's still in prison in show runtime. <laughs> like... I just... I, personally, and even in the beginning of the season, I didn't like how it was paced either. Like, to be honest. I hated the pacing of the, the scene. Oh, the yeah, season. no. It it was horribly paced. I feel like if they would have cut out half the shit in the beginning, would have started with the Marion storyline, and then would have had it like going from there, it would have been way better and more entertaining, in my right. opinion. I, I don't know. There was just You could tell the writers were kind of just trying to figure it out and probably wrote it at the last minute because it just didn't make sense. What? What's another trope or things in story that you can't stand? Um... I hate, what do I hate? I hate a lot of things. I hate toxic relationships in fiction. Are we talking about it? We're talking about it. I can't stand them. I can't, I just can't take it because to me, not only does it perpetuate that those are okay, but it just, it clearly it's not working. Like what, why? You can get a healthy other, another person. It's okay. You don't have to deal with them. So this is the part where we talk about anime for a second. Yes. This is the part where we talk about anime. I'm gonna let you take the floor. Y'all have seen Naruto, right? I would feel like most of these people have seen it. It's very, it's like a cultural, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Icon phenomenon. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in part two. And I get Sakura caring for him. Sure, maybe, if you, like, squint really hard. But you gave this man a child, excuse me. Right, she, she, I was just about to say that. You Did, gave this man a crotch gobble. And not only that... <laughs> what the fuck? Wait, wait, what the fuck? A crotch gobble. Why would you... Why would you... This is your fucking show. <laughs> oh, God. But anyway... Anywho, um... Imagine having a child with a mass murderer, like, for real, for real. Like, <laughs> oh, that's another, well, that's another thing I wanted to get into, into, we'll just bridge these two things, toxic relationships and characters being redeemed in-universe when they don't deserve it. Oh! Sasuke should not have been fucking pardoned for his fucking war crime. Hell no. Fuck no. No. He literally, he didn't conspire, but he definitely- He literally was and had the intent. treason. Yeah, one for one. That was his first crime, committing fucking treason. That's a big fucking deal, no matter how you look at it. And then his motivation towards the end was to, at one point, destroy the leaf. And then at another point, kill the five Kage. So destroy your hometown and kill government officials. You know, that man and was, was like, you know, you're good. You can just go ahead. Yeah, it's okay, and, you know, you're not a fucking. Yeah, we, we, need, we need you to fight the moon people. Go ahead. Go do your thing. Wait, they actually have people named the moon people? Because I haven't seen all the Shippuden anyway. We're going to leave that alone. What? It's, it's mostly Boruto stuff, so we're going to leave it alone. Oh, ew. Nobody talks about Boruto, bro. Exactly. Yeah, Boruto's like a fever dream of an anime. <laughs> I wish it was. But yeah, no. He was pardoned, which was definitely via nepotism because of who was the Kage at the time. The Hokage, to be specific. I'm not only... So yeah, that's why, right? But... Sasuke, and another thing, outside of Sasuke being very toxic towards Sakura, 
he was just generally mean toward her, even from the beginning. He was. Like, one of the first things she said to her was that you're annoying. Granted, for good reason, because Sakura's making fun of orphans, and we not talk about that. But still. <laughs> she was being annoying, but. But he, he was just like. He didn't the, even try to be nice to her at any point right, during the, the series. The only point I felt like Sasuke ever showed that he cared for her was um, in the forest of death during the shooting exams. Oh, yeah. I forgot about and that. And at, at that point, he was um, tripping off of Orochimaru's hickey. So... <laughs> I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. He was tripping off of the curse mark. That's right. Like, them, them Uchiha's... Toby Ramo's right. They need to go. Oh, my God. <laughs> Imagine you just got done saying he was your favorite character. And oh, he, no, and no. you just said a knife with the whole thing. I, I, I love the guy. He's, he's a great character. But he was a perfect clan, final it? antagonist, but, like... A guy like the whole clan? If they would have... Um, I was going to spoil part two for you. I'm sorry. It's okay. You're going to know why I'm right later. Okay. Well, we're going to watch it anyway, so... Yeah. Fine. We're also re-watching re all of Naruto. I'm showing her the entire canon. The without the filler. Version. Yeah. Because I don't play that shit. No, because the filler is just annoying. Nobody cares about that. Flat main characters. Or not... Flat... No, when it comes to like, characterization. Okay. okay, let's wait. Bland man character. Uh, I thought you were gonna say the flat arc because I was like, wait a minute. No, no, that's that's why I had to clarify. Yeah, yeah. The flat arc is a different thing. Should I talk about? Should I for them? Nah, you can leave it alone. Well, I'm, I don't know. Well, maybe I guess some people don't know. Yeah, explain it to me then. So, just real quick for my other writers and authors out there, or non-writer people. Right. The flat character arc is when. Your main character doesn't necessarily go through a significant change as far as changing their beliefs or anything like that. However, through their actions and characterization, they help to change the characters around them in that world or in that story. So, for example, think of uh, Son Goku in Dragon Ball or uh, Luffy in One Piece for my One Piece watchers. Those are just some anime examples that I could think of off the top of my head because thinking of anything else will require me to think. And we're not doing that. <laughs> Are you thinking now? Huh? Are you thinking right now? No, it's all written down somewhere up there. Oh, wow. That's impressive. You just have sticky notes up in your brain? Yeah, it's a sticky notes, man. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, you're a fraud. I'm joking. What? <laughs> fraud? How dare you? I, I, I just gave you my character workshop notes off the dome. Anywho, keep going. What we're we're not talking about the flat character arc specifically because that can be done really really well. It's especially good for long running series. So whether you're thinking about your anime or your book series, like Percy Jackson, for example, that's a good example too. Five um, book series. Agreed. Definitely recommend. And I use the flat was the wrong word, but we're talking about characters that are very bland main characters, right? in whether books movies anime whatever whatever basically Car it's like watching them watching paint dry with them that's how blame they are that or they lack agency or they're passive mm-hmm like uh psychic says in the reading she was fucking passive she was a fucking joke she was a joke she was reactive the from beginning to end she showed anything she did was what the other characters told her to do. And that got them killed. Exactly. They did. <laughs> um, another example. I'm going to bring up another anime. You may hate me for this. Um, okay, depends. But go ahead. Do you remember Future Diary? I love Future Diary, but I didn't like the ending of it. 
nor did I really love the female main character. That requires its own episode. Yeah, it does. Uh, <laughs> That's a whole breakdown. But yeah, Yuki, for one. Oh, like, Yuki the dude, right? Yeah. Oh, he was annoying. Yeah, no, he, he was. He thought he was the hot shit and he was the main one getting saved all the time. He, only, he really only thought he was hot shit like at a small pocket of the end. And even then he kind of reverted back to being. Yeah, like a, he just nuisance. Yeah, no. So, um, for one, with Future Diary, I have a lot of issues with that story. I like the anime. Mm -hmm. It's the most incoherent piece of writing I have ever... It really is. It's all over the place. If you've watched it, you know it is all over the place. Especially towards, like, the ending. It's, like, the most bizarre shit you'll ever see. It's like, what? The premise! The premise is great. The premise is amazing. I just think they got lost in the sauce. A little. I just think they was making up random bullshit as they were. I think Because that's what it felt like. Well, that's what Riverdale did. We're not going to talk about that. Oh, Riverdale's a damn dumpster fire. If you just want a good laugh, just watch that. <laughs> like, for real. But as far as Yuki goes, Yuki, you know, weak kid or whatever, definitely, quite literally, using Yuno to survive the survival game. By cowering and letting her do the heavy lifting. And this was a literal line from the dub. The literal line. When the school was getting attacked by uh 9th right the fucking psycho girl with the purple hair oh i loved her yeah she was trying to throw to blow them kids up yeah she was trying to blow up a school and then one of the cops fell in love with her some stupid shit <laughs> but anyway um he wanted you know to handle it right and then he said and in his own words i'm not using her i'm just utilizing her Nigga, that's the same thing. What the f- Who wrote that? <laughs> like, I, Somebody who don't know what the meaning of both those words are. Right. But yeah, Yuki's a complete wet blanket. He's... A waste of space. I think I watched one video on Future Diary where they called him Pedals the whole time. And it's fucking <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> I gotta show you that video. Yeah, you should. It, it's... We'll probably watch that after we're done recording. But yeah, no. It's... it's he's bad. I'm trying to think of another one that I could really really dig into that we both seen that we can remember mm, off the top of our head with crappy main characters mm-hmm. mm, i'm trying to think if you could bring up any books for our readers that's more your department Ooh, i just thought of one and it was a book I didn't oh do it do it finish. do it have y'all read graceling okay i knew that was gonna come <laughs> up i knew that was gonna show up like i got 80 pages into that book before i chucked it out my window well, um, for me, it would be Many Days to Indigo. Like, you talked a lot about that book. I didn't really, I didn't hate it. Uh, if you like little fluffy, contemporary, like easy read type of romance, then it's fine. I guess. But personally, mm, the majority of the characters in that book were very bland or only had like a little bit of something, but it just wasn't enough. Like, they didn't really have depth to them. It just felt like they were uh, blueprints. So, like, just 2D? Yeah. Gotcha. There you go. That's the perfect way to describe it. 2D. All of them were 2D characters. And I was like, what the, what the hell am I reading? I want substance. Right. I didn't feel they were real people. I just felt like I was watching people just talk on the page. Right. And for me, for Graceling, the main character, Katza, it's a dumbass name, by the way. Yeah, nothing really happens. She isn't, at least to me, she brought nothing of substance as a character that would make me latch on to her or get invested in her journey. So, if you don't have that, then I will close that book. I will change that channel. I will leave the theater. <laughs> oh, you know what we should talk about? I don't know if you still kind of remember it, though. Nope. 
by Jordan Peele. Oh, that was our first date. That was our first date. Fun fact. But do you remember anything from the movie? I'm curious. Because we never really... I mean, we talked about it, but... I do. I do. Um, I'd probably remember more as we talk about it. What did you want to talk about specifically with Nope? Personally, I didn't like how the opening scene didn't follow through with the rest of the story. Because it had a monkey in it? It had a... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, I know there was other monkeys in the film. Hey, yo! (laughs) Sorry, white viewers. (laughs) We apologize. But no, I just felt like, why have it if you weren't going to set it up for anything else? Like, there was just, to me, no payoff with it. They explain... From what I remember... Because it was definitely one of those, I call them art house type yeah, films. Yeah, those. They explained the significance behind the scene later in the film, from what I remember. But it was one of those things where I'm like, okay, I don't care. Right, I don't care. Because we got to deal with this flying saucer bullshit. Well, that's what I'm saying, because it just, <laughs> what, there was no payoff or any setup or any reason to care. So he really could have eradicated it and wouldn't have changed the movie very So much. it was a random side plot that went nowhere. Yeah, basically. Like, you literally could have took it out. Could be wrong, but Cause I know you that's need, how I feel about it. Because I know you need the A plot and the B plot in most screenplays, but if you're going to have a B plot, it needs to coincide with the A plot, and it didn't do that. Right. They're supposed to usually come together at some point. Yeah, I remember you were very vocal about how mid that movie was, but we it was mid. The and you know what? If you liked it, good for you. I'm glad. Or if you felt like, oh, there's a deeper meaning, you wouldn't understand Illuminati, then fine. Shit. But I don't get it, and I didn't like it, and it was mid. So I stand by that. I will go to my grave with that. I don't care. Kayla doesn't like mid-movies. I do not like mid-movies. I really, really don't. I will talk trash about your movies if you recommend it in their mid. What's the worst movie you saw last year, in the past year? <sighs> the worst. I already Barbarian. Huh? Barbarian. I didn't see that. Yes, you did. You watched it with me. Oh, wait. Is that the movie with the naked lady? Naked lady with the titty swinging? That one. That's the one. That was the worst one. <laughs> Hands down. No, I just remember the her <laughs> jumping off the fucking water tower. <laughs> that shit was so fucking funny. But yeah, no, that movie was fucking boring. Yeah, it's terrible. A lot of people like that movie. Why? Art house shit, horror, <sighs> themes, symbolism, all that Man, other fuck bullshit. That. It didn't I make personally, sense. I'm a story buff more than I'm a film buff. Me too. I went to school for film and media. Sue me. If I don't care about your story, guess what? not gonna like that shit no. i don't care if you had a profound <laughs> thing to say with the camera and stage direction i don't care about the significance of the monster's seventh titty don't <laughs> <laughs> that shit was bad that shit was boring and that shit didn't make any fucking sense nope megan was low-key better than that and that's there was a megan was fun decent, it was a fun little fun. like um campy movie yeah Megan was, it was ridiculous as fuck. Yeah, for sure. But it was funny to watch. It was entertaining. But you want to know what the worst movie I saw in the past year? Tina, Amber, if you're listening to this, we've talked about this in the Marvel shows. Yes. Yes. Thor Love and Thunder was fucking terrible. It was. It was bad. Horrible. Sorry, Amber. I don't like it. Oh, she liked it? Yeah, I remember her saying she liked it during the show. If you like it, you like it. That's fine. You know, we're not telling you what to like and what not to like. However, I don't know. Yeah, no, that was bad. I remember coming out of it, because I was talking to you. I remember coming out of it, I was like, oh, it's all right. But then you the know? more you thought about it, the more pissed off right, you Right, the more I thought about it, the dumber I felt like I was. Because that's how the movie makes you feel. It makes you feel fucking stupid. You felt like you lost Because everything's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> everything's a fucking joke. Actually, speaking of that, what? Ant-Man, the last one we just saw. <sighs> Let's talk about that shit. Oh, that? 
Now, was it a bad movie? No. No. Not at all. No. Not even a little bit. Jonathan Majors, goat. Kang, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Love Beautiful the character villain. from the comics. That ending, baby. Bullshit. That ending and then the fucking Modoc B plot. And then Cassie's fucking. <laughs> it's such an Ant Man ass movie. That is the best way to describe it. You know it, is an ant, it is an Ant Man ass movie. That is so accurate. Like, it is. <laughs> Can we talk about the ending scene? Yes. So, spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen the newest Ant Man, by the way. So, after Jonathan Majors just finished giving um, Paul Rudd the beats by Dre or whatever. <laughs> Um, the wasp comes in and then, you know, uh, I forgot how the fuck they, point is, wait, the ants killed him, I think. No, 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 the ants whooped him, beat him up or whatever, but then he emerged and then went upstairs to, um, beat up Paul Red. Oh. That was a, also, I will say this, the Ant-Man and Kang fight at the end when they was just going straight hands, that was fun. Yeah, it was was really good. That was a fun beatdown. I love... When Marvel movies just go straight hands, which they rarely do. They mostly did it in the Sam Raimi, Raimi Spider-Man films. And they did it again in No Way Home. And they also did it here. But anyway, I'm getting off topic. Kang gets eviscerated or some stupid shit, right? And it's just Scott and Hope. And the Quantum Realm portal closes. So it seems like Hope came back and her and Scott didn't get out in time. So it seemed like they would be stuck in the quantum realm for the next movie. I was like, that's bittersweet, but it's bittersweet enough for me to like it. Right. Because I'm like, okay, that's an actual consequence. So they have to stay here in the quantum realm. And the next set of movies will hopefully address them trying to get them out. And maybe some other shit's going on with Kang. And from what I remember, don't quote me on this, but I think I heard that was how the movie was supposed to end originally. I thought Do you not told quote me that. Me. Yeah, yeah. Because it seemed that way when you watch it. It's like, okay, this seems like a definitive ending, right? <laughs> you know, you to breathe. <laughs> nope, Cassie just does, does her math science shit and opens the portal back up and then everything's hunky-dory at the end of the day. Happily ever after. Happily ever after. We're all walking to dinner, like... Every white man's dream. Ayo. Walking down the street, uplifting music, <laughs> smile on my face. Where? Got my fucking button down on, going to my um, daughter's birthday dinner. Even though it ain't, her birth- it ain't her, her birthday, according to the movie. Uh, no, it's like, do-do-do-do-do. We're like, you know, we're back to square one, literally, because that's how the movie opened. You know you just have to sit in silence because you're so pissed off about it. Still. Because I was like, what the f Yeah, I was really disappointed. <laughs> because I'm like, like, that's so one, boring. But two, it's like, so then why did why did we do they all have this? to get stuck for a second in the first place? The portal could have just literally just stayed open and you would have got the same thing. Right. It was it was just a dissatisfying ending. Like it didn't make me feel like, oh okay, that's no, I was like, why would you do that? Don't even get me started on the movie's fucking attempt at humor. Oh god. Especially with Modoc. Which is probably they the dumbest just kept part him of the dead. movie. I'm gonna be honest. Right. And the, and or make no him an actual it. character and not make his whole thing, including his final words, a literal gag. Like, it's, and he wasn't really, like, a gaggy person initially anyway, from what I remember, at least. I haven't seen the movies in a while. But 
I mean, he was definitely a mustache twirling type of villain. For but sure, most but of still. Phase one and two villains were. Yeah. They got a little bit better with Thanos, but. Yeah, they got a lot better with Thanos. Yeah, Thanos was a fire villain. Thanos is I liked still him. their best villain today. Yeah, hands down. In the MCU, at least. He was the most ruthless. If you're not counting um, Willem Dafoe's Goblin in No Way Home. If you're oh, not counting right, that. right, right. And that's just my bias. Well, <laughs> should we count or should we not, though? Because it's like. Do, okay, it depends. Because really, the Green Goblin's been around since the first, what, phase, I think? Well, he's technically from Sam Raimi's Spider Man trilogy. That belongs to Sony? Oh, well, I'm not going to count it then, in that case. But if you're looking at the Marvel continuity, technically that Spider-Man is a variant. What? So you'd have to watch Loki. Okay. <laughs> right, because you keep telling me to watch that show. I do. That show's actually good, unlike the garbage it's surrounded by. <laughs> well, for the sake of this, we won't count him. But mm-hmm. I would say if you, you did, he would be definitely up there. But Thanos, yeah, I agree. He's the best one. I, I can't think of any other one that was as good. Mm-hmm. Should we get into more story stuff or should we talk about something a little bit more personal? Um, we can talk about personal stuff if you want. I'm down. You take the lead. With... <laughs> you lead? Yeah, like I, just, personal... I, just, I just took the mic and I gave it back. Yeah, literally. Personal how? Explain. Give me, give me something to work with here. How this happened? What do you mean how we happened? We met on Hinge. Guys, we met online. That's Okay, fine. I'll give you that. Even though you're leaving a lot out. Okay, what? Okay, fine. You can tell the story. No, no you tell no, the story. No, 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 no. no, no. no. Since you have so much to say, go ahead. <laughs> Why are you saying like that? <laughs> Yo, what the hell? <laughs> no, go ahead. I want you. I want you to tell the story. It's cute when you say it. No. See, I got. So you. I was minding my business. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you was waiting for your night. Well, not night. But night. No. I was, okay. What's the female version of a night? See? A, a knight? I, I only saw Game of Thrones. Look. <laughs> See? Okay. So for the contest, we're going to say knights are just she and he. So you're waiting for your knight in shining armor. I know that sounds weird, low-key. A little bit. Your queen. How about that? No, that sounds corny. <laughs> that sounds oh, corny. <laughs> right. we're moving on. I take anyway, it back. We're, I was minding my business, right? <laughs> and this actually started off early last spring slash summer. I think it was after I went to Momocon. So after I went to Momocon. I also went to Momocon and you all heard that story, so. Yeah, apparently we were at Momocon at the same time, but we didn't know each other. Yeah. Anyway, and I posted a poll or questionnaire on my um, Instagram story. And I remember she had asked me a question about self-publishing and then I answered it in the DMs. We had a very quick conversation. It was cordial, whatever. And then I'm living my life, going to my day-to-day, you know, avoiding white tears and everything like that. <laughs> um, and I'm on Hinge because dating is fucking abysmal. It is abysmal. I see someone matches with me, right? And then I see someone also send me a message. And I'm like, mm, that's not normal. What's going on? Which means they just matched with you and never sent you anything? That's how- why. I don't know. Women are weird. No shade to y'all, but y'all are weird. Says that. While being one. I know my species is weird. My gender. Heike same. Heike same. But, yeah, um, they, y'all niggas are strange. I agree. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Not strange. But no. anyway. We, um, not we. I said the DM and she was like, oh, hey, I follow you on IG. Small world. Whoop-de-whoop. And I'm like, 
at first, my heart's in my stomach because I'm like, oh, God, is this someone, like, I used to know personally? Because that's a disaster, right? But then I saw her um, profile pictures. I'm like, wait, she looks a little familiar. And then I saw her IG tag and her Hinge profile. And then I went over to IG. And I'm like, oh, this is the one that uh, messaged me about that one thing. Okay, it's a cute one. Cool. Great. Aww, and then cute. we started texting. Then I got her number. Then we did more texting. And then we finally met up on a date. Oh, God. Here you go. <laughs> Get prepared, guys. I thought it went great. And apparently it did. You know, we, you know. We went to the bookstore, went to go see Note, which we already heard. Yeah. Got Starbucks. It was a fun, it was a fun day. Ate dinner, you know. It was, yeah. it was cool. I, I, I um, introduced you to the Noodle. You did. That was yeah. a great restaurant. We got to go back. Yes. Yes, we do. I'm actually getting a little hungry. Anyway. Um, you just had Chipotle. Sh- Anywho, um, and then, you know, we're still texting, whatever, but then I notice her response is a little iffy. Bruh. Ah. And. Just so you know, he's tapping me aggressively on no, the shoulder. No, I'm not. She's lying. <laughs> Don't let her gaslight y'all. Um, <laughs> and I notice her vibe's a little off, so I'm like, hey, are we, like, talking, talking, what's going on? And she was like, you were great, however, oh, comma. I think we'll be cool as just friends, whatever. And then I played Marvin's Room for a week. <laughs> you did not play Marvin's Room for a week. It was so dramatic. But yeah, nah, she put me in the friend zone box and like, you know. You don't even listen to Drake like that. We talk. I don't. Exactly. I really don't. So, you know, I'm thinking, okay, we're going to be just friends or whatever. I'm struggling. We're. <laughs> but we're still hanging out or whatever. We're still getting really, really close, getting to know each other and everything. And, you know, one thing led to another months later. Then we started dating or something, I guess. Yeah, and then, you know, we're, like, here, I guess, so. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're both writers slash authors, and we, like, read each other's stuff and and give each other feedback and help each other with our writing. And, yeah, you know, we do that. Yeah, no, he's know. a great resource because I'm working on a screenplay for one of my classes right now. I've sent him all of them, ranted to him. He listens. I'll give him that. He, yeah. He's giving me some really good feedback on it. Well, I'm glad I'm helping. Don't get sappy. If you punch me, I swear to God. <laughs> I had this sudden urge. Also, she abuses me on the I daily. do not abuse yes, you. Yes, you do. He's lying. I don't abuse him. She gaslighted y'all. I know I'm not. But um, it's different. A great different. Because we have similar interests, similar career paths, and... You know, it's pretty much ideal in every way, shape, or form. So mm-hmm. That is facts. That is facts. Yep. Yeah, because all your other hoes was trash. I don't want to talk about it. No, I'm. Yeah, I wouldn't either because, like, they was trash, guys. I'm going to just leave it there. Y'all also know my hoes was trash, so. Y'all, y'all niggas was just weird. They really were weird. They really, really were. Y'all know the vibes. I'm not going to go back into it. But... Yeah, y'all, y'all can look at the old episodes. Like, oh, yeah. Because I, I, I listened to the podcast before we got together and everything because I'm like, oh, I want to see their content and everything. You know, I'm like, oh, you know, she's a whole vibe, right? Thank you. And then you told the stalker story, and I was like, whoa! Well, <laughs> which also, by the way, to this day, is still my most popular episode. So shout out to y'all for streaming that one. Go check it out. Yeah, it's very funny. I was listening. I was re-listening to it like what, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I like listening to my old podcast episodes because I'm kind of funny. And I was like, wow, I see why people find this entertaining. I get it now. Before I didn't. Y'all I was like, just heard that, right? What? 
You just heard how she just downplayed herself. Hey, just yo. Now. She said, I'm kind of funny. You the whole circuit downplay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm the ringleader. Hey, yo. Um, I train the monkeys to do monkey things. You gonna start stop that word around me. <laughs> look, look here, Frieza. I need you to stop. <laughs> like, <laughs> look, it's not my fault. It's so easy to make racist jokes when we do. I can't. It is hilarious. as if we're not the same race. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I swear to God, I swear to look. <laughs> let Let's wrap this up. <laughs> Oh gosh. Anyway. What would you even title this? I don't know. You have we to went, tell me. We went all over the place. We really did. Well, I've gotten a peek into my personality, so like that's fun. Not even IG has gotten that far. No, not at all. I've been on there for three years. Yeah, you really have. I don't know. I'm going to figure it out, but maybe we'll, we'll, we'll workshop in a little bit. Y'all haven't seen the last of me. No, you really haven't. I'm going to have him back on here if you guys like him, so... And even if you didn't, I still would have him back on here. So. Yeah, if they'd be like, this episode's fucking terrible. <laughs> we waited months <laughs> this for this is garbage. Trash. You know? <laughs> what the fuck Look, is I said we're off. very entertaining. I try. We I try. said we. We try. We do. And succeed. So, yeah. Bye, guys. Um, no, I'm joking. Wow. Anyway. Um. Well, I mean, just follow me on the gram. It's at K the writer, K A E the writer, and you can follow him at Omni Writes. That's O M N I Writes. I don't know when I'm gonna be back. I'm gonna be really honest because I'm in the middle of applying to a master's program and graduating, and my birthday's coming up. All those updates that they don't have. Well, now you have them. So congrats. <laughs> um, so you'll see me at some point, maybe during the summer. But I just wanted to drop this since he was here, and I've kind of been itching to get back on the microphone. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this very hour. Long episode. Very hour long. I'm, the, <laughs> I'm gonna cut it out. This hour long episode. I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, stay safe, stay healthy, stay gorgeous, and uh, I will see you soon. Bye. Have fun, guys. See you guys later. Have a great.